Hello, and welcome to Good Gamers. My name is James Smith, and I am joined today by uh, your favorite candy convection, Jessica Marizan. It's me, everyone. Hi. So, uh, how are you doing, Jess? I am doing so much better that I got to hang out with you this weekend. How are you doing? Oh, I am elated, ecstatic, exuberant, because I got to spend a lot of time with you today, uh, you know, and we get to do this podcast. Yeah. It's, I guess you could say it's it's uh, like a dream come true, I guess. A dream come true. We're here <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. We're uh, on Microsoft campus. Yes. And we're hanging out and trying new technology and having a great time. We are. Yes. We I tried the, the HoloLens and um, played a game and went through some gestures that I was okay at. <laughs> Yeah, now you can um, call a remote expert anywhere in the world to see your problem with the power of mixed reality. Um, But we did not do any enterprise software because not that it's boring, but I'm not sure if you need to learn how to fix a uh, oil tanker anytime soon. But if you do, let me introduce you to D365 guides for hololens there you go um but yeah no we we have um fun fun things but we mostly build for businesses and organizations um all throughout the globe which means that i get to spend all my spare time thinking about the craziness of the internet and um and play games as a fun thing not as a job thing anymore of course it's good it's good i always play games for fun not not, not for job related <laughs> don't turn it into your job it it doesn't it, it doesn't unless you want to in which case yeah turn it into your job it leads to good places or don't and it doesn't lead to good places basically you have agency follow your bliss yeah there you go that's always a solid solid device <laughs> there you know um when i was playing the demo that uh the, the robot game I was thinking of a demo when I was younger. It was a, a dinosaur game. Mm-hmm. And all you could do was rotate the dinosaur 360 degrees and roar, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a dinosaur would. And he would also growl, too. And I would always, like, try and make the TV really loud just to see how, <laughs> how loud the dinosaur could be. And I hooked it up to a stereo. And then my neighbor complained on us. <laughs> It was a funny, and I enjoyed the demo, and it was a very, very basic demo. The, the demo I played was very involved and, you know, proper because you had to hold your index finger up and everything. It's funny, I didn't show you the, so there were two demos that I was going to show you. One that you played was called Robo Raid, and just kind of showing how if you're, you know, um, in mixed reality, which is like a combination of augmented reality and virtual reality, so the spectrum of that, and then if you can still see your space and interact, you're in mixed reality. Um, so all of the like little robots are showing you that it can go kind of all around you spatially. And the other thing I was going to show you was called Land of the Dinosaurs. Mm. And it was actually like dinosaurs walking around and, and things like that. So I don't know, someday in the future, we'll just all have... Um, computers on our faces and uh, see all kinds of fantastical things. Does that mean that 
that uh, Keanu Reeves will be G- Johnny Mnemonic then? I can only hope so. I mean, <laughs> what's the point if not? Exactly. You know, he's, <laughs> he's a treasure. He needs to become half man, half robot. Yes. All of humanity has been leading up to this moment for Keanu. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, they're making a new Bill and Ted movie, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's a time traveler. Exactly. So, Again, all signs are pointing in a very clear direction for me. I agree. I agree 100%. So, like, um, I play games and you play games. Mm-hmm. I play, I've been mostly playing the Resident Evil 2 remake mm-hmm. because I'm a big fan of Resident Evil, you know, and it's it's very enjoyable. What What are you playing, if, if you are? So... Um, I am still playing the same game of Stardew that I've started like four years ago. So I don't, I don't play too many games because I keep telling myself that, you know, oh, I want to play this and stream it so that all my friends can play with me. And so then I just kind of watch a whole bunch of TV and play way less games. So I'm still like knocking through this this like one playthrough of Stardew where still literally no one wants to be my like husband or wife, like no <laughs> one wants to marry me. And um I don't think I make any money. Um so I'm probably playing that game completely wrong cuz all I want to do is fish. I just want to sit there and fish all the time in Stardew I and d- do that's that it. Fable a lot. In the Fable? game Fable, I loved fishing. Oh, Fishing and Fable was so good. Yeah, um, yes. And uh, I just remember saying to myself, you know, there's more to this game, right? And I was like, no, nope, I just really <laughs> no, enjoyed just the fishing. And I would get the go- uh, the, the head trophy for most fishing. Yes. And it was, uh, like, I enjoyed it so much. Yes, me too. So I play- I'm playing Stardew still. Um, I have a State of Decay run that I've been playing with my husband because the new State of Decay is co-op. And so we started playing that. But the more you play the game, the harder it gets. And so at first I was like, oh, this is great. And then every time I walk outside the the door now i'm like oh my god there's like 50 zombie hordes no thanks and i go back inside (laughs) um and then i just started playing um anthem um on um pc Mm -hmm. is what i'm playing anthem on and then just started um last night uh division two but have not gone super far it's it's fine you know uh i have games for like the original PlayStation and I still haven't beaten or like the original Xbox. It's just like, I'll get to them eventually. And if not, I'll just at least appreciate the artwork. Exactly. That's a good way to, to put it. It has already served its purpose of giving you joy regardless. Exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, um, when you read a good comic or a good book and you're like, well, I didn't either didn't finish the book or you finished it. And yeah. you're like, you know, I enjoy this. Regardless, it just it's just mere presence is yeah, enjoyable. Exactly. You know, like uh, um, you look at an old magazine and you'll be like, oh, I remember when Final Fantasy VII came out. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And the um, one of the things that um, I may have told you before is that, um, you know, I tried cosplaying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to try anymore because it's just too overwhelming for me. <laughs> but... Um, uh, I always think of some, like, grand costume that I mm-hmm. want to make. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll be Siegfried from Soul Calibur. And then I'll be like, I'll try and do, like, one thing, and I'll be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking I'm going to be an expert overnight. It's 
No way. Uh, but, but you probably had fun in the, like, 30 minutes of dreaming before you were, like, reality meets of course, expectation. Yes. Because, like, I had this, um, I had this one thing. Um, if, if you remember the cosplay that you did of Lulu from Final Fantasy mm-hmm. X, I was like, that would be so cool if I got, like, everyone to dress up as a Final Fantasy character and then reenact the Jekt fight. Oh, nice. And, like, I'd have a guitarist playing the guitar, and I'd have a guy singing. And it's, you know, someone could dress up as Titus. And I was just like, to have a live-action version of that would be pretty... And, then like, if someone, like, you know, um, you know, would fall in battle, someone yeah. would throw a feather on them, like a phoenix oh down, and then they have to get up. You're, like, you're like directing a movie at this point. I, 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 <laughs> it's, just, it's just me. I, I always have, like... Uh, a lot of ideas and and they're they're bigger than me so they just kind of like fizzle out <laughs> i i'm the same way i i have like you know for i would say like 100 ideas 10 ideas that actually like i start something or i do something and then one idea will actually turn into a thing that i do you know exactly exactly it's like one percent of all my ideas actually become real things exactly a lot of times when i tell my my uh my local friends um like an idea they either ignore me or they'll say that it's, it's not not an interesting idea and then it's like well, I could have some encouragement but i get it if it's a bad idea <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not thinking it in the same way that you're thinking, so they don't realize the interesting part. Maybe you know, like it's like uh, they always say, like you don't understand until you walk in someone's shoes, mm-hmm. kind of perspective. That's my guess. That's true, but I don't know. I bet. I bet you could surprise people with. Um, some incredible things. Sometimes people have a hard idea imagining things. You know, if you're if you're not the kind of person who comes up with a bunch of ideas, it's hard to see what it would be. But you're an idea person and you you already not only know what it would be, but you can, you know, see it in your mind. You can picture it. Exactly. And yes. that's like huge. That's very rare. Exactly. That um like uh I I've told you in person, not on this podcast, that I, I had auditioned for something and I mm-hmm. did the um, all-star song. Now, initially, I was going to dress exactly like the guy did in the music video. Nice. But and then I was like, you know what, maybe I should dial it back a skosh, because, you know, what if he's wearing a particular type of shoes that I can't find, you know, whatever. So I just decided to wear a nice suit and glasses, mm-hmm. you know, like the same glasses he wears. And um, I auditioned, and, you know, I think that it was pretty terrible, <laughs> the audition, but the person... Uh, that was auditioning me said she was very inspired by my audition. Really? Yes. That's which, awesome. Which I think she was kind of placating me with that statement. <laughs> I don't think she would say that if she was. But, you know, long story short, I didn't go anywhere with that audition, but it was it was definitely fun because, yeah. like, uh, the whole time, like, as, you know, I don't know if you do this, where you just get so excited about an idea that, you know, like the enthusiasm sometimes overtakes you yes yes (laughs) i am a very excited i'm i'm so easily excitable but you know those are the people that others like to have around them because you know enthusiasm is infectious and some people might be like oh well i don't know or 
I don't see how that'll work or that doesn't sound interesting to me. But then if you have someone like yourself who's enthusiastic and is like, no, this is really great. Or look at the passion that I put behind this. It like helps other people to be like, well, maybe it is interesting. Maybe there is something that I didn't know and he's excited. So maybe I should be more excited too. So I think the rest of the world should meet you on that. I don't think you should change yourself at all because the world needs more people getting the rest of us excited about things. That's a that's a great compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I'm a little I'm a little uh, taken back by that, but I won't not hold off the podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, if you, um, Jessica, if someone were to see you on the street and be like, Jessica, I love video games. And I want to get into the video games like you are. Mm -hmm. What is the first step that I should do, Jessica? Mm. The first step to get into video games would be... I think the first step to getting into video games would be to talk to your friends about what they like. And see if they have any recommendations. Um, They might even let you borrow like their console or their... um, their PC and let you try some things out. I remember when I was growing up, you could go to like Blockbuster and rent a like Nintendo and play games that way. And you can't really do that anymore. But the good thing is most people have video games in their homes. So if you have not gotten into games yet, um, talk to your friends. If you don't have friends who play games, um, go to a GameStop or go to like a a tabletop store um, because the employees who work there, literally their whole passion is around games. They can make recommendations for you. Um, You can find out what kind of gamer you you are if like you want more kind of like shooter games or games that are more um, cooperative or games that have a super adventure or games that are more puzzle-based. And um, there's a game out there that you will enjoy. It's almost like finding out what kind of gamer you are and then just trying things until you find the genre or the friends or the platform or console that like really inspires you and makes you, you know, feel re-energized after playing a game. Okay, that, that's all, all the valid, valid uh, advice. And uh, so Jessica, um, do you have a favorite game or series? Is it is it Stardew? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Stardew. I love I do love Stardew. So Stardew's I, probably in like top five or ten. Stardew's great. I think my I think my favorite franchise is the Fable franchise. I think that's the um, reason I got the Xbox in the first place. Yeah, Fable the F- Fable one came with the first Xbox that I got, and it was um it was it was a game that I played with my sister. We played Fable, and around that same time, we started playing um, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, and Ocarina of Time, and seeing games that had, like, huge stories and role-playing in them, that really got me thinking about other things in my life and started getting me more involved in, like, going to the Renaissance Fair and going to comic conventions and... Um, I did a lot of theater when I was growing up, so it always inspired me to um, think like more fantastic in in you know the plays and theater that I was doing. 
So, um, I guess between Fable and Zelda, those two franchises just are so integrated into the the DNA of who I am as a gamer. And then when I went away to college, I, I started getting really into like Mass Effect and Dragon Age. So RPGs are just hugely important to me. And then even outside of like video games, I love um, tabletop RPGs um, and I love improv. And so it really just taps into like a side of me that um, loves to tell stories and loves to try things and experiment and maybe pick the unpopular decision to, to go down and just have a lot of fun. Exactly. That's that's one of the things that I would do in a lot of the open sandbox type of games where yeah. they were like, we suggest that you go this way. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> like I've owned like Grand Theft Auto games before and I've never beaten them because I'm always wanting to get into a car and do jumps yes. or see how long I could last <laughs> yes. with the police before they kill me. Yeah, I've exactly. never done any any of the story missions exactly. ever. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm totally the same. But um, your job aside, if you could make a game all by yourself, mm-hmm. what would it be? Mm. If I could make a game all by itself, I think it would be... It would definitely be like a choose-your-own-adventure-style game. Um, and it would... Um, it, so it would be something that had like branching branching options or something like that. I would want a game... I would want a game that made me... Made you not stressed. Like something that... I have a lot of phone games that are supposed to be just like relaxing games. Um, where like, you know, you just are tapping the screen and, and you have like an aquarium or something that you're putting things in. So I would want to make a game that maybe like when I'm super anxious or stressed, like I could play it and the game wouldn't be stressful, but like, it also wouldn't just be about like, you know, tapping. It would be more than just like tapping, but it wouldn't be so intense that it was overwhelming. Just something like casual and feel good and like in those moments when you're super anxious you can kind of like pull out your phone and play play like a a choose your own adventure where you just kind of like get into a distraction mode and can play a little five minute game and then be done with it I feel like that's something that if I had to do a game all by myself that wouldn't be too like technically like hard to do but it also would be something that I know I don't see a lot of games like that out there. If there are, please tell me because I need more because I'm stressed all the time. But yeah, <laughs> something something for like the people who are a little stressed don't want to play 30 hours of a game, but they like in the moment they need something to distract them for 5 minutes and make them feel better about themselves. It's true. I I came across um a friend that uh, was big into Dark Souls. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, Dark Souls is one of those games that makes you hate yourself <laughs> because it's so difficult. And, and I'm, I'm just, you don't actually hate yourself. It's just a phrase. But yeah. I'm just saying it's one of those games that is so difficult. But once you get it done, it's very achieve, achievement heavy. Yes. And, and you feel like you've just wrote a novel. You know, <laughs> that's everyone I everyone I know plays Dark Souls. It's just like, uh oh, here's the bitterness. Let's all drink like a hot pot of we can't get through this level without dying a million times. Exactly. I myself have never played Dark Souls. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I generally, like you said, I try to go for games that 
relieve stress as opposed to give stress. Yes. Like, yes. you know, like, I like fighting games mm-hmm. for that main reason. Because well, when I was younger, I was bullied. So I used to pretend that the person I was facing was my bully. Right. You know, so, you know, it's always, like, therapeutic in that yeah, way. exactly. And, uh, but, you know, like, I also, you know, like, like the puzzle solving in certain games, like Persona and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where it's, you're not just fighting, you're also yeah. solving puzzles. Like, totally. there is one game. I think it's... Uh, I can't remember the name of it. And it's irrelevant at this point, but they have a ninja assassin in the game and you have to answer math questions. Oh, my God. Now, if you don't get the math questions, he kills you. I'd die immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I think it was called Shadow Hearts or something like mm-hmm. that. It was it was an older game, but I just remember saying, like, all right, uh, that part of the game I'm not going to play. <laughs> I'm like, I don't love math that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. So, are there any, uh, while we wrap this up, are there any, you know, parting words that you want to give to someone or, you know, just shout out your social media? Whatever you like, it's, this is your moment to do so. Oh, well, everyone can find me on the internet at Jessica Marzipan, um, spelled like Marzen, except completely differently. Um, (laughs) So, you can find me on the internet there. Um, In my day job, I work at Microsoft on the mixed reality team. Um, doing futury things that you won't get to see for like five or 20 years on the internet. I am mostly a, um, semi-retired content creator and, um, you know, always up for a good meme. So please send them to me and tweet at me and let me know what you're curious about. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you for being awesome. (laughs) You're awesome. (laughs) Anyway. So, until next time, everybody, GG.